0: Welcome back to another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. Uh, this episode is the episode of Champions, as oh, it is. Yeah. It is just Anthony and I. Dave is at the cottage, uh, and we'll be back in, I believe, a couple episodes time. I know when he hears this, he's going to be upset that I haven't memorized the dates, but um, it was it was Dave and I for a couple episodes. Now it's now it's Anthony and I for a couple episodes
1: yeah what's up everyone i'm back and glad to be back
0: so uh we're gonna we're gonna jump right into headlines anthony
1: is gonna hit us with those yeah so not not too much big news but just some hype if you will and some injury updates um so i'm gonna start off uh with a maybe an interesting one for most of the people doing their draft soon. Uh, Waller's ankle injury, not concerning. I know there was a lot of uh, confusion regarding what his issues were or are um, not that extreme. Nobody should worry about it. Um, Jordan love getting his shoulder checked, uh, got his shoulder checked earlier in the week, but the results came back clean. He should be okay. Only really matters for dynasty league. So, uh, Yeah, and I mean, he didn't play too bad in the preseason either. So uh, I guess my faith in him is kind of restored. Um, Anthony Miller had a shoulder dislocation. We'll get an MRI, but I mean, Houston has like a million wide receivers. So does it really matter? No, I guess for Anthony Miller, it's pretty concerning because he's trying to fight his way onto a team and it's not looking good for him right now to make the team.
0: Well, it's better. It's better news for uh, anyone who is a uh, a kiki kuti truther.
1: Yeah, exactly. With like yourself.
0: Hey, I, I he had flashes, but it's unfortunate now with the the Texas quarterback situation, we might not
1: get to see him break out. Yeah, again, the guy the guy needs to make it on another team or get traded or something because I, I think he's a talent as well and could be successful somewhere else. Um washington releases lamar miller does anyone care no did we think he was gonna make the team probably not uh so it's gonna be um harsh words words, yeah harsh words but i mean he's past (laughs) his prime he's past his prime he he served his purpose already in fantasy and i mean he's just trying to make it on to a team but if he does he's he's kind of like a jordan howard and is just gonna be like a third string so uh, right now, Washington, it's Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick are the only two you really care about. Um, some interesting news for coming out of the preseason games that happened this week Malcolm Brown starts over Miles Gaskin, and he didn't look too bad. I did watch this game. Um, concerned at all? Or I mean, just preseason? So. Well, I think
0: the fact that they
1: um,
0: started him over Miles Gaskin means that Miles Gaskin is probably the starter.
1: You know, they don't... Uh, yeah, you know, uh... he did He did get some reps in after. And then, so it started with Malcolm Brown. Gaskin got a few touches in later on in the quarter. And then they started using, uh, forgive me if I say it wrong, Salvan Ahmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's his first name. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looked pretty good too. So I think it's going to be running back by committee. There, There's three of them there. They seem to all serve their purpose. I think it's going to be kind of... Uh, Like the Rams, like how Malcolm Brown was used on the Rams, you'll have a couple, two or three weeks where he's probably going to seem like he's the lead back and dominate for uh, the running back position for their team. And then, you know, another week it'll be Gaskin, and then another week it'll be. What about your boy Patrick Laird? Is there uh, there room for old Patrick? Uh, Patrick Laird, I think he's still on the (laughs) team, so he's there for now, but uh, maybe it's unlikely that he makes the team this year. (laughs) um I'm gonna go over to some Chargers news um they hold are on, un- hold
0: on you you have to you have to you have to preface this with all the the preseason comments oh. we made rolling into the the Chargers headlines. How, how so like what do you mean? Well are you about to do the Mike Williams uh, headline? Oh Yeah 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 well yeah so we said you know the hype you know fantasy is starting when the Mike Williams hype starts and oh yeah now we now we know, We're close to the season because of the headline you're about to present.
1: Yeah. So I, I, but actually I think you guys mentioned it uh, on the episode that I wasn't there about he he had, was having hip issues again. Mm -hmm. And now it has come out that uh, the Chargers are unlikely to extend Mike Williams this season. Uh, Are we surprised? No, they probably anticipate a big year for him, but with already the injury issues, they're probably fed up. And that's it. You've mentioned. I think it was on the sleeper episode. You mentioned a couple of their undrafted uh, wide receivers that could stand out this year. Yeah, well, the throw- they have they
0: have three they have three young wide receivers now, and they they just drafted Josh Palmer, who right. by all accounts is doing amazing in camp.
1: Yeah, so, so I mean, people
0: Mike Williams type will have to go somewhere
1: else. Yeah, people the again we're telling you do not draft mike williams i know herbert's there pick somebody else on the team pick one of the young receivers that moose has talked about in previous episodes and then um chargers it also came out that the chargers will use a variety of running backs and justin jackson apparently might have the stranglehold on the number two spot and for those of you don't know joshua kelly and larry roundtree uh, are the backups Roundtree looked pretty decent in the preseason game, but I mean, Joshua Kelly looked good last year. Moose was uh, Dave He's was Dave. super high on him. And I mean, Justin Jackson's been there for forever. Hasn't taken work away from Melvin Gordon, Roman numeral two when he was there or Eckler. So I think Eckler don't be worried about Eckler. Uh, you worried at all?
0: Uh, I don't know. D- Dave and I talked a little bit at length about this and for, no real reason. I I just always avoid Austin Eckler. Um, I and I don't know why. He's talented. Uh, you know, we we've seen him. Well, we, we saw him uh succeed in uh in, I guess a timeshare with Melvin Gordon last year when he was going to take on you know a much bigger role and be the bell cow. Obviously, uh, he had a a season-ending injury which was disastrous. So for yeah. me you know I, maybe i still want to see a bit more uh I, I just i always feel cautious around austin eckler so um i think justin jackson's a great handcuff to have in yeah. the event that uh you know there's an unfortunate um
1: you know injury, injury, again. injury again yeah it, it's interesting because he was always the handcuff to have to melvin gordon and when Melvin Gordon held out, that's when Eckler obviously had his big season, uh, helped me win a championship. Uh, have it, I had both Melvin Gordon and Eckler, so I covered my butt when I kept uh, Melvin Gordon in our keeper league. And I mean, the season after he, he gets injured, so he hasn't really debuted as the clear cut number one. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I I know I kept him again in our keeper league, And uh, I hope for big things, but uh, but I understand the nervousness around him because he Mm -hmm. hasn't really proven himself yet. But yeah, I would still encourage people to draft him, especially in half point PPR or PPR leagues.
0: Well, that's it. Like I would, I wouldn't, you know, encourage people not to draft him. But yeah, you always say you gotta you gotta gotta follow your gut feelings, and (laughs) my gut feeling around
1: him is, uh, yeah, I don't want him on my team. I don't know why. There's probably a lot of running backs in the same (laughs) tier. It's all about preference at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll rattle off a few. Rashad Bateman had core muscle surgery. He should be back sometime in September. No clear cut dates. We don't know how many games he's going to miss, but this sucks. Well, uh, uh, he,
0: he yeah, he had groin surgery, so I, I can't imagine
1: that heals quick. No. Um. So not very good for I guess uh, Lamar Jackson's passing yards or so i mean mark andrews is the clear-cut uh lead receiver for the team so i mean well mark andrews stock for tight ends should be up there i I mean i would say based on
0: past years that's a correct
1: statement but sammy Watkins is there true but it's just, I, I know he'll he'll probably go off a couple games. I think he's <laughs> going to be like the Deshaun Jackson where he'll have a huge play. He'll have like an 80-yard touchdown and then go down hard and then yeah. limp off the field, but yeah. hopefully not. Um, what else? What else? What else we got? We got uh, Curtis Samuel back from the pup list, so this should be interesting. Hopefully he'll get a few reps in, in the preseason games. We can see what uh, what he has to offer. Um, Philip Lindsay presumed starter over David Johnson in the tech on the Texans. So this is interesting because I know you and I like Lindsay and he's young, he's super talented, and for yep. some reason they just ne- Denver never never gave him the opportunity to be the lead back. They went out and got Melvin Gordon, but um, I like this. I think he could be a sneaky pick in a draft. the
0: The problem is that Philip Lindsay is not a bell cow back, and Denver Denver did try. To mm-hmm. get him to carry the workload when Royce Freeman didn't pan out, right? And uh, Philip Lindsay did not have a good time. No, he is—he's uh, very much a uh, a very productive uh, pass catching back who needs to be in a in a timeshare, in my opinion. So maybe it'll work out with between him and Mark Ingram. Maybe they'll have a a real good dynamic duo. Yeah, M- maybe. Hopefully, yeah. Nothing's really exciting about the Texans, so it- no. <laughs> it's hard to pump that up. But I don't think I don't think it's a terrible situation. Like if you end up drafting uh, Philip Lindsay, probably later in the drafts, I think he's uh, probably he's a great running back to have to fill in on bye weeks. Or should you find yourself
1: needing to replace uh, a running back on your team? For sure. And then uh, three more headlines, uh, running back news. Um, Cardinals placed four players, including James Conner, on the reserve COVID-19 list. Um, I mean, there's enough time before the regular season. I don't know his situation, whether he's double-vaxxed or not, or who the outbreak was from, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, my my understanding was um, I don't think any of them
0: had symptoms or were tested positive. It was uh, precautionary because of a close contact uh, what,
1: situation. Okay. Yeah, so we're not too worried about that. It's still preseason, so there's plenty of time to recover if there were a serious issue. Uh Darius Geis, some nobody cares news, uh suspended six <laughs> weeks of the regular season for off-the-field issues. Uh nobody's drafting him, anyways. If you have him in Dynasty, you can just get rid of him. Don't expect anything. Yeah. Um, and then some final news: JK Dobbins um this one i wasn't aware of it was he had 0 yards is that what it was in the yeah, preseason yeah i believe game? that's
0: what the headline said he was held to
1: no to yards no yards um again preseason i wouldn't be too worried about it um i did watch a bit of that game the the big takeaway from baltimore was their defense looked pretty good offensively they didn't have uh any of the big names really playing um yeah so that's it for the headlines i mean um i watched I, I caught up a bit today since uh you know I came back from p i yesterday didn't get time to watch the games when I was on the vacation, but uh watched a few games that were important to me and maybe important to our like keeper league drafts or main leagues so the the Denver game javonta Williams looks good they used him in the red zone um i mean he 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 looks explosive so uh, I think he's going to be the guy. I think he'll be like the Travis 18, uh league winner type situation where I think at the start of the season, Melvin Gordon will get in his reps as well and, you know, play well uh, in a second year over there. But I think Javonta Williams will definitely take over midway through the season mm-hmm. or maybe even earlier. And KJ Hamler looks real good. Um, Jerry Judy did not. I mean, he's getting all the attention, but. I have a feeling Jerry Judy is going to be the bust on that team. Uh, he's the most talented guy there, but it just, I don't know. It's just, there are some ca- passes that I think he should come down with and he's just not doing it. So, I mean, it's preseason. I, I want to see a couple more games out of out of him, uh, but I, I would worry about Jerry Judy. And then um, Taysom Hill did not look impressive at all. Um, good. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think he's going to start. They had him sitting more in the pocket. Did not look good. If you're going to put him at quarterback, I mean, have him, uh, you know, take the model of Lamar Jackson. Um, have him run most of this because it, it does not look very good. Well, that's um,
0: that's kind of good news for any uh, Camaro owners, um, you know, because the the big concern was that Taysom Hill would vulture touchdowns. But uh,
1: if Jameis is looking better, then uh, it's good news for Camaro owners. Um, Oh, and speaking of the New Orleans Saints, I just wanted to mention this. This is maybe for deep uh, deep leagues or dynasty leagues. Um, I know you were saying that maybe Devontae Freeman might take over uh, for Latavius Murray as the second... Yeah, I,
0: I well I said if he was if, he's, yeah. if he
1: was fit and healthy, right. uh, I think he I think he definitely could. Um but I think the guy on New Orleans uh to take note of is Tony Jones Jr. This guy looked real good. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know if it's just you know, he's trying to get uh, make his spot on the team so he's just putting in the extra effort. I I don't know what it is, but I think I think I'm going to look for him in the second preseason game, but uh, he looked real good. And then Justin Fields, um, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson looked pretty good. So I think uh, it'll be exciting to see these rookies this year. Hopefully, I, I think Mac Jones. I'm I'm with you now. I think Mac Jones might start the season. Yeah, I told you he has <laughs> yeah. he
0: has the most opportunity to start because I I don't know, man. Cam Cam is declining. And, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I, you know, he's, he's got talent. He can, he can run, you know, he can run that ball in, but uh, I just think having a young, you might as well just get that young quarterback out there now, instead of having a, you know, a half half season where you, uh, you know, you aren't as successful and then you bring the new guy in and he's rusty. Cause you know, he didn't just start the whole season. So I hope as a Patriots fan, I hope they just, yeah, just rip the cam Newton bandaid off and and just fire up Mac Jones.
1: If they think they have a legit chance with all the moves they made to make the playoffs, they definitely should start with Mac Jones. And if you want to throw Cam Newton in like a Taysom Hill type situation to run, uh, run in like uh, some touchdowns because you you don't, let's say if there's issues with the running backs, then I mean, do so. But um, I think Mac Jones should definitely start. And, I mean, Dalton, uh, just shooting, uh, going over to the Bears now. Dalton, uh, I mean, he had two drives, didn't really do much with it. Um, Fields, it took a while. uh, It took, I think, three drives before he actually got going. But then when he did, he looked very good. Um, So, I don't know. I think Dalton should still start unless, like, he doesn't look that great in their second preseason game and Fields does what he did in the first game. But, uh, yeah just some noteworthy things I want to mention before we get into our main segments. Yeah. So, so yeah. All right.
0: So those are the headlines.
1: Yeah. All right. So
0: we're, uh, we're continuing our top 12 and top 24 lists. So today we're doing uh, quarterbacks and tight ends. So uh, Anthony, well, I guess you've listened to the episode. So I'm going to list off the top 12 quarterbacks. Yeah. And then you know we'll discuss which ones will be which ones we predict will be in there in the top twelve, and which ones will be out of the top twelve. And then we'll exactly. do thirteen to
1: twenty-four. Uh so, oh, uh, but QBs and tight ends, we only do top twelve. That's what we. Okay,
0: so we'll just do top yes, twelve. Then
1: we'll just do top twelve because All we're right. going to do QBs and tight ends today. <clears throat> All
0: right. So here's the uh, here's the top twelve quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, let's make sure I have it uh, in correct order here. We have uh, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, and Matt Ryan at 12. So yeah. what, what's the first name that you think? Well, I think, I, think, yeah, I think we can say until the Deshaun Watson situation clears up,
1: he is yeah. out of there yeah i would agree as well um i don't think the list is going to uh, change that much uh dave agrees with me on the next two kirk cousins and matt ryan i think are going to be out of there yeah big uh, time i i would i would also agree with that um, i think and- everybody else will kind of be mixed in there somewhere and then yeah so three new people in for me Oh the the two
0: people that I think are going to be in and I know this will be a surprise to our long-time listeners but uh Derek Carr Derek Carr Derek Carr might squeeze in there like at 12 like he would be the 12th. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'm really getting hyped Hot. up I'm getting <laughs> hyped up about Brian Edwards and and you know obviously Darren Waller. I just I think they're going to have a very strong offense if they can pull it all together. I think they could have a monster season.
1: Yeah, because you're uh, you're hyped on um, Brian oh Edwards. Goodness. Brian Edwards. I was going to say Braylon Edwards, blast from <laughs> the past. Um, interesting. Okay. And I, mean, and I mean Derek Carr. He finished
0: thirteenth last year. He did. So you know. So I, I don't. It's not impossible that he squeaks up one more spot <laughs> to
1: twelve. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Like you, you like you took me by surprise there because now at least each of us have had, because we, we all agree the three guys that are going to be out of there. Um, I don't know if you agree with the other two. So Dave and me think that Stafford and uh, Dak make it in, but then Dave's third one is Jalen hurts, of course, because he's really high on him. And mine is Joe Burrow, And I'm not very comfortable or happy with that pick because I do think uh, maybe a rookie might get in there like a Trevor Lawrence even.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Uh Well, obviously Dak Prescott's in there. I forgot because he was injured last season. Yeah. But uh yeah, if he's, if he's healthy, he's for sure. He's in top five and um, same with, same with uh, Matt Stafford on that Rams offense. Yeah, for sure. Top 12. No problem. And uh Joe Burrow actually was my other one uh, as well. Uh, last season, I mean, he was, I mean, he was doing well for a rookie quarterback. Yeah. So same thing. As long as that uh, knee is healthy again this season, I I don't see why he couldn't make a play to be uh to be up there. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, I I I just feel comfortable choosing him as my third guy to go in because, like I said, the other the other people that I maybe have in mind are like a guy like Trevor Lawrence, um. But he's a rookie, so i I think it. it might take him midway through the season to get comfortable and I mean, ah uh, drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, these guys, Jimmy Garoppolo, like I think some of these guys might do well for their teams, but not worthy of making it in to mm-hmm. the top twelve. So I guess that's pretty like I'm interested to see Carr because i I know. In one of my older leagues, I had, I think it was Derek Carr's second season where he played super well. And I, I was like, oh, he's good. his rookie season wasn't too great, but I have a feeling with the team around him, he was going to do well. He helped me to a championship, but since then, it's kind of been up and down, yeah. more downs. But, um, and like I said, he's not going to be at the top of the right. 12. He'll Just be solid. will be 12s in there. Yeah, he'll be 12. And the only other team whichever quarterback they choose that I think might mess up our list is if Jameis Winston starts for the New Orleans Saints, that even with if he still throws a lot of interceptions, might make his way in there because yeah, he did. But,
0: but the whole the wide receiver in yeah. there is looking like a mess. So yeah. even though he'll be launching passes, I, I'm not sure who's going to be there to catch it, yeah. who's going to be healthy all season. So I, I don't disagree with that statement, but they're, the wide receiver right now is just – too much of a question mark for
1: Yeah, you to, to jump on that ship. And I guess uh, when we get to our um, beer bed episode, uh, it'll be, I guess, more, we'll stamp it in the sand there. But uh, who do you think will be the number one QB finisher this year? Because I was the winner last year. I picked Josh Allen. I think yeah. you had picked, uh, I think you or Dave picked Kyler Murray. I, I picked I, Dak Prescott. You picked Dak. And, and he, he was he on his way there. He was yeah. on his
0: way. And uh, I'll stick with Dak again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a better offense.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I think I might go Kyler Murray this year.
0: Uh, I like that too.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think Kyler could be um, yeah really yeah. solid. But then again, if Patrick Mahomes is healthy all season, Patrick Mahomes will probably find his way, way to the top.
0: They're all <clears throat> they're all so close. Yeah. All right. Should we move over to tight ends? Oh yeah. Give it to me. All right. One sec. Let me uh switch up my player list here. Tight ends. Okay, here we go. So the top 12 tight ends, starting with Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Robert Tunyon, TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, Logan Thomas, Mike Giseki, Rob Gronkowski, Hayden Hurst, Johnu Smith, Jimmy Graham, and Noah Fant at 12. Ooh, baby. So Man, there is uh i mean i feel like there's a lot of people who could be in a lot of people who could be out right so, so first things first let's uh since uh george keel was injured most of last season no questions asked
1: he's gonna be in the top 12 right uh dave and i agree well yeah um, i hope so yeah <laughs> um
0: okay so let, let out of these top 12 who do you have out i have uh for sure hayden hurst out jimmy graham out um uh, yep. And that's that's probably it for me. I think those are the only two I I could see. Well, maybe Noah Fant. Uh
1: Noah Fant. So, Jimmy Graham, you said Jimmy Graham, Noah Fant, Hayden Hurst, John U. Smith. Did you say Jonnu's? Well,
0: actually, well no I was actually pretty pumped uh watching Jonnu Smith, but now he has a he has an ankle injury. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, if he's healthy, I I see him in the top 12, but if you know, if it's worse. Uh, cause, yeah. Uh, Cause Hunter Henry is also now injured. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I guess, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he's healthy. He's in there for sure.
1: So for me, I had, I had four guys out. I had Dave convinced me of one. I originally only had three out. I had Hayden Hurst, Johnny Smith, and Jimmy Graham out of there, but now uh, Dave has convinced me uh, to go Gronkowski. Um, I, I'm not happy that he's tricked me with it, but there, well, <laughs> there are guys that he picked to go in that I yeah. do think, um but we're, if, we're, yeah,
0: yeah. We're, not, we're not necessarily like replacing one for the other kind of thing, but, um, I get it because we, we've spoken a lot about, oh, there's going to be too many targets in right. Tampa Bay, dah, 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 dah. but for a tight end, uh, yeah. he's, he's probably still going to be getting more of a workload than. Most right. of these are the tight ends, so I I, st- I still think he cracks the top twelve, no problem.
1: Yeah. So for now, I'm leaning more towards. Okay, so we'll start with Dave because Dave I think has the most controversial one <laughs> of the th- the three of us. So he has Robert Tunyon out of there, um, mm. which I very much disagree with because Aaron Rodgers complains about. Uh, not having the receivers he wants and building or, or building trust with his receivers. So he built the, the trust was there with Robert Tunyon last season. Like you mentioned, he finished third. So I don't, I really don't see Robert Tunyon out of the top 12. Even if he doesn't play as well, I think he'll, he'll sneak in there.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think the caution is because uh, he was touchdown dependent. So I think, I think, yeah, sure. The caution for, drafting ryan Tunyon on your fantasy team is there because he is touchdown dependent but again if we're talking just top 12 he'll he'll be in the top 12 because of those touchdowns
1: by the end of the season yeah um i do think his touchdowns will drop i think his yards will go up a little bit and where he's being drafted uh, later in drafts i mean he's a value there for a number (laughs) three tight end you know Tight ends, it's it's very hard to hit on them. And when they are super productive one year, they're not usually the year after, unless your name is Kelsey Waller or uh, Kittle and Andrews even. So, I mean, like I said, I don't see him go- being in the top five, but I see him being there. And yeah, so Dave had him. Then he had Gronkowski, uh, Hurst, Janu, and Graham out of there. Um, and he had... So, I don't know for you, but I had Pitts in there making it in. Yeah. Uh, he had Agreed. Pitts as well. Um, we said Kittle. I have Komet in there. Dave has Comet in there over Jimmy Graham. He looked good also in his... Uh, I mean, he wasn't out there for very long in the preseason game, but he did look explosive. He tried to hurdle over a defender. The defender caught him in the air, but he came down on his feet. So, he's very, he's very sturdy, and he's very... Athletic and uh mobile as well. So he's not one of these like boxy tight ends where you feel mm-hmm. that every time they get hit hard, they're gonna get injured or something. So yeah, he'll make it in there. And the reason why I went with Dave on Gronkowski being out, because one of the guys that he had in there uh was Higby. And I know or is Higby and I know with uh Matthew Stafford, who I'm super high on, it on LA now. Um, I think Higby will be productive because again, we're not sure with Cooper Cup and his health. I I heard you guys talking about Robert Woods and you value him maybe higher than the uh, Dave and I because you said Woods could make it into the top twelve for receivers. Oh, Why for sure,
0: he... with Matthew Stafford there, big time.
1: Yeah, I just maybe hey, I'm wrong. I, I, I feel <laughs> that he's getting older and that maybe maybe he's just gonna like. Love out. He's the he's the reliable target, but I have a feeling that maybe Stafford might build a rapport with maybe Cup and Higby, providing that Cup is help. It's possible.
0: I, I like uh, I like Tyler Higby. I mean, I like Tyler Higby last season as well because yeah. you know, Jared Goff always favored the tight end. I think Matthew Stafford does as well, and you know, Tyler Higby's shown that he can be productive in in fantasy. And uh, there's a few because you could list. I mean, this is the thing. You never know what's going to happen with tight ends, but. You know, uh, I'm looking at guys like uh, you know. There's so much hype around Irv Smith. Uh, he could be in there if the hype is real. He's in there. Um, maybe maybe a little a dark horse name. I know we made fun of this guy quite a bit last season. He uh, he was traded from uh, the Cardinals to um, Carolina, uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Dan Arnold. He's uh, yeah. he's a really tall, athletic tight end. And uh, I think the, uh, the Darnold to Arnold connection is going to be a real thing. Yeah, he's he so going be he, a sneaky one. Yeah, he's someone I would definitely uh, keep my eye on.
1: And uh, I think I had a third one here. I had a... So um, maybe this will help you out. Uh, Dave also had Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett was the yeah. last one, yeah. So I think that also benefits Higby, going back to Higby, because Everett's not there anymore, so Higby's the main tight end over there and Everett uh on, of course, now the Seahawks who loves the tight end position. Um I mean, and we've seen successful tight ends over there, like make it into the top 12. So, I mean, he's definitely a candidate. Yeah. Um, and, and someone to watch in preseason is Blake Jarwin. Yeah. On the Cowboys. I, yeah. Dal- Dalton
0: Schultz. Remember, we had the big conversation. Oh, yeah. is it Schultz or is it uh, Jarwin? Schultz now has an ankle injury, so yeah. it would seem that Blake Jarwin it would, will take a bit of a step up in being right. the starter. So but, we'll see how he is in, in uh, yeah, preseason? Exactly. He's coming off a knee injury as well, so uh, let's see if he's healed up and, and looking good.
1: Yeah, but after the Dallas game, Schultz did look good, so if it's not that serious, I would still say hold off on Jarwin, but I'm interested, if Schultz doesn't play the next game, I'm interested to see Jarwin... Um, you know, like everybody was high on him before he got injured uh, last season, so I'm interested to see him too. But yeah, I'm I'm just gonna stick with Pitts, Kittle, Komet, and Higby making it in and keeping. Uh, I mean, no, I'll take Gronkowski out and I'll throw in, I'll throw in Everett as well. I like that. I like that. And Dave threw in Troutman. I know Dave is super high on Troutman. I'm super against it because I think Troutman will be. Even though they don't know who they're going to be throwing to on that team, I do think Troutman will be more of a blocking tight end. Of course, he'll get more catches, which is to be expected with um, you know the the talent that they have in the receiving core. But um, I, I don't think it's enough to make him get into the top twelve. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not very high on Troutman either. This is his. Um, Hayden Hurst of uh of uh this year, but I mean he did he did uh win the beer bet. Uh Hayden Hurst snuck in there. He he squeaked in. But uh I don't think Troutman will. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. I don't think uh I, I think this was the easier two positions to maybe disagree less on. The Tunyon one, I mean, was was kind of weird to me that uh, especially with Aaron Rodgers back in green Bay um, and uh, and Aaron Rodgers
0: has said before that he, 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 loves Tanya.
1: Yeah. And Tanya is always well for sleeper, at least he's listed as wide receiver tight end, which means, you know, he'll, he'll be, he'll get in there more, uh, not just as a tight end, but playing a wide receiver mm-hmm. as well. So um, I'm excited about Tanya he's going late. If I decide to, Depending where I fall in, uh, in my in certain leagues and in the draft, if I don't get some of the top guys like Kelsey Waller, um, Mark Andrews, or uh, TJ Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson, like guys like that, I think Tanya could be a sneaky later tight end pick. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not too high on the bottom half of the top twelve for tight ends, <laughs> but um, it's a huge drop off. Yeah, but uh, if I can say one thing. Uh also, Mike uh, Gisecki, um I think, might have a similar season to last year. Tua favored heavily the tight end position in the preseason game. Not just Mike Gesecki, but uh, Adam Shaheen. And there was another tight end as well. But uh, Gesecki had a couple big plays. So I think Tua is going to look to him a lot. So I think, uh, yeah, he's going to be an interesting one. If you want to look for a tight end later in the draft, I
0: agree. All right, so are we are moving on to uh, our next segment.
1: Oh yeah,
0: <clears throat> are you are you gonna attempt this, or oh, should gosh. I should I attempt uh, this? Uh, I want I you like, to attempt it. Yeah, I feel like if I I have to do <clears throat> to channel my best inner Dave
1: here. <clears throat> you, you got some water? I don't know. You want to clear me, this? Me, me 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 <laughs> <clears> me. <throat> here we go. They said it on Reddit. Ooh, how was that? It was pretty good. I yeah. like it. I think it was a good stand-in for Dave. Um, all right. So this one, I feel like maybe you should take a stab at it too. So I'm not the only one. Oh goodness, it's not gonna go well. As you can hear, my <laughs> voice is very Um Low right now. Um all right. <laughs> they oh no, you see, I can't I can't even they even. said it on Reddit. Oh, that was a, a little different taste. A different taste, uh, a different taste. Uh, you know, a quick recovery from that uh, uh, that voice. It's making yeah. it sound like I'm going through puberty. <laughs> um, all right, so this one's coming from user l laminated 34 What's the biggest mistake people make at the draft? In your opinion, what's the biggest mistake made at the draft that ruins a team in the end? I think people worry too much about getting their starting lineup set rather than getting the best value at their pick. Neglecting your bench is really bad for your team, especially when COVID, uh, especially when COVID while likely make this year unpredictable again. Do you agree with him?
0: Uh, well, no. I mean, generally I tend to disagree because I'm all about racking up the most points you can at every position. So yeah. – I mean, depending on where, you know, this user thinks it's, you know, if you've gone too long trying to, I mean, I, I don't think getting the best at every position is uh, is the worst, but he, he's right. You know, you do have to, you know, make sure that you do have value on your bench as well. There's different ways to look at it though, because, so for example, there's in most leagues, there's no prize for second place. Nope. So you might as well get the best possible team you can, and take your shot. And if you lose, you lose, you know, and you use the wafer wire to fill in the gaps where you can. Um, but you know, everybody has a different strategy. You know, you like waiting for a quarterback and it's, it's worked out for you. And some people, you know, zero running back strategy. So I think in, in terms of, um, how you draft players, I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. There's so many factors in a, in a, in a season that can, you know, just derail any perfect strategy. However, I think that going into a draft unprepared, not um, doing a couple of mock drafts, and not getting a list of names that you want to target, I think is is how you are setting yourself up to fail. Um, you know, being when it comes to you and you have uh, you know a minute on the clock, and you're there going, okay, let me let me see who I'm gonna pick. Now you're 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 cutting into your <laughs> into your pick time you know, you might miss it. And in the auto draft, some garbage player that you didn't want. Hmm. Um, I I think that's the biggest mistake you can make is, is not sort of uh, making a list of players you're trying to target and, or have your strategy written down. Like, okay, it's the third round. I'm picking up a wide receiver and that way, you know, okay. And I was targeting this guy. He's there. Boom. I got him.
1: Yeah. And this is why I think for reasons like that, that I, I, I value the queue uh, tab in your draft because if there are people you're targeting, you can slot them in there because I know a lot of people check rankings out from different platforms or other sites. And then it's different when you draft on another platform than the ones that you've been looking at the rankings in. Um, so it's just like to keep an eye on players. And I mean, getting back to filling your roster or filling up your bench first, uh, it seems like he would rather fill his bench, but you've mentioned before that getting a great kicker or a great defense, it could help you control that position like you would for tight ends, which is why you have been a big advocate for drafting uh, like the top three tight ends as early as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the only disagreement with him talking about this strategy is you have to know how your draft goes. So for me, if, Depending where I draft, uh, once it gets later in the draft, I might feel that it, it might be better to draft my kicker and defense earlier than the other people maybe set that trend and make other people start drafting that way before filling my bench because I know sometimes kickers, it's hard to predict. But, I mean, it's not hard to predict for the guys that are always up there, like the Justin Tuckers, like you mentioned, Harrison Butker. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to go down and score all the time. And the defense is like, we know – it's usually like the the same teams up there you're looking for teams that have a lot of that create a lot of turnovers so there are repeat there there are players that are every year going to lead in that category for interceptions or force fumbles all that stuff you want to look for the teams with those players so I mean, it it all depends how your draft goes, but I wouldn't say necessarily fill your bench before you fill your starting roster. Um, It it all depends on strategy and where you're drafting. So uh, just, yeah, I mean, just know your league.
0: Yeah, and I would say one of the other things that will completely derail your draft is if you're not paying attention to how many of each position you drafted. So, for example, let's say you take uh, two running backs um, and then you get all hyped up, picking a quarterback, tight end, couple wide receivers. And then next thing you know, you find yourself at the end of the draft and you look back and you go, oh, my goodness, I only drafted two running backs. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You're going to find yourself in in big trouble. With wide receivers, I think it's a little bit different because uh, especially this season, it's so deep at wide receivers. So you can be a little... um, I guess maybe more cautious with with you know getting a, little, a couple of less wide receivers if you wanted to stock up more on uh running backs or a uh, backup QB, backup tight ends, people like to do that. Um but definitely not paying attention to the positions you've you've drafted
1: is uh will definitely is a big mistake. Yeah, and I mean that's what I was mentioning too for like the kickers and defense. So it's follow the the round trends or what people are missing on their team because whether you're in superflex or two QB leagues or standard or half point PPR or PPR if you're if you're at the turnaround and you're in a superflex league and you you're at the 12th spot um, and you have your two picks and then you're like I'll wait on QB and stuff like that. You, you draft a running back, you draft a wide receiver, and then just right after you, a bunch of uh, QBs yeah. go, then it's kind of like you've kind of set yourself not up for failure because you don't win your league at the draft, but you're behind. Um, you, you're at a disadvantage at that position that goes. And that's why we we express all the time that it's important to do mock drafts because mock drafts, you can see what would happen if I did that instead of do what I should be doing, like go the draft a quarterback. I'm speaking again in two quarterback or super flex leagues. If you draft a quarterback and a running back right away, what if I went running back wide receiver, how many QBs would go on average? So you just got to, you got to pay attention to your league and how people are drafting as well, not just your own team.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think, uh, yeah, I know you were saying that, uh, you know, watch and see who gets drafted. So, you know, who's coming up, watch the trends. That's good. You should be doing that. But one of the other strategies, um, that I find will derail people is, uh, they're watching too much who the other teams are picking. And let's say somebody, uh, you know, snipes your guy the round before you and they get all emotional. Oh, you took my guy, you know, now you're kind of on tilt. Maybe you're going to make a bad decision. So that's it. I, I would say just focus on what's available to you. Someone sniped the player you really wanted. Well, that's uh, that's how the game works. But don't let it derail your strategy and your focus. Right. You know, keep your like I said, if you have your list of targets, you just you scratch that name off and you go, okay, well, yeah. this is the next best guy. I'm I'm getting him. But right. uh, sort of put the blinders on and and don't be yeah. looking at everybody to be like, oh, he's got a better team. Oh, he he's got a better team, and he picked another running back. That means I need to take a running back. That's not right. necessarily how it's how it's always going to pan out. So best I available would, uh, player. Yeah. So I would, uh, you know, dial dial back the emotion on draft day and uh, keep a cool head.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean don't expect your real draft to turn out like the mock drafts. That mock is yeah. just <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. and, and that's why we when we do these episodes with Sleepers or Marquis de la Mid-Round um, we we have we have several guys like we, we probably mentioned what I think we did three each when we did those episodes. I mean, we have more. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're sharing our info with the public and I mean for us three Uh, We have to be careful in our leagues because for sure, if people agree (laughs) with us, they're going to try and snipe the players we want. So we have to have backups. Um, So have your backups, like I said. If you don't want to write them down on paper because it's too much to look at during your draft, use the player queue. It's on the screen with your draft. Providing, I know it might be a little bit more complicated if you're drafting from your phone, but I mean, try and draft from a desktop, and so you can see everything clearly you can see more of the rankings instead of just a select few. Yeah. And I
0: think, I think that's a, that's a really good point, Anthony. I I mean, it's, it's a little bit outside of actual drafting, but try to get on a big screen, try to have a big screen where you can, you can have your night, your notes uh, typed up. You can have uh, your platform in a big window and uh, you know, you can see all the information clearly. So you're not, you know, if you're on your phone, you're jumping between apps. There might be connection issues um that's that's the last thing you want especially if your uh draft pick is a minute or less um you'd be surprised how quick a minute (laughs) passes
1: yeah (laughs) when you're doing a draft so that was what I was just gonna say I think the biggest mistake that I've seen are people having the clock run out Yeah. so I know it's annoying to put a longer time limit like two minutes or two and a half minutes because then the draft's just gonna take forever but I mean Pay attention to that time because also some leagues. I don't know how it is in uh, on some other platforms. I mean, but uh, <laughs> when you when you when you the clock runs out, you go on auto draft, and I don't know how easy it is on the other apps or platforms mm-hmm. to remove that. But uh, yeah, it creates a lot of problems for yourself. So be aware of the clock.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I think that I. I mean, I think that's plenty yeah. of advice. If you, if you need, if there was something more um that you were you were looking for, uh shoot us a message, uh 3b pod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. We'll get back to you. We'll maybe go more in depth with you. Also, every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. we do a live show on the halftime sports app where uh the listeners can participate in the conversation with us. So we can bring you on stage, we we can meet you, we can talk about uh, any any subject that you want to talk about or questions and uh, we'll help you out where we can yeah um so Anthony uh rolling into the uh, what do we what do we call this the the pop pop culture portion of this podcast uh well before the pop
1: culture portion uh the beers um, oh my goodness I didn't, I didn't even have one so I was so tired uh, I got I us have covered one. this is my second one I didn't open it yet but um it's a Heineken it's a it's uh,
0: non-alcoholic heineken
1: no it's alcoholic five percent.
0: Oh, I, oh, cause it doesn't oh it's the becks that have the blue label right, right. Uh, it
1: looked like a blue label from oh no it's just yeah, a clear yeah. label okay so um yeah just a heineken um so oh, yeah. yeah i forgot uh, to have a beer well it's okay because what i wanted to mention before we go <laughs> into the pop culture segment so we had our uh draft order party that we usually do every year at moose's place and of course moose had to select the game uh yeah. because he won last year again for the third time uh just want to mention this is our um episode of champion so dave has still not won one <laughs> um sorry dave and uh yeah so i mean it was super successful um i don't know if there was a special just maybe to give ideas to other people that might be trying to figure out their draft drafts i don't know if there's a name for the game yeah well there's, we,
0: there's a couple of names for it um, it's, it's been very popular on YouTube and social media as a, as a summer game. I, I mean, at least I think it is because it just started popping up yeah. all over social media on my feeds. But I've seen it called uh, Tiki Ring Toss or Swing-A-Ring. Swing-A-Ring. And, okay. Yeah. And, well, because that we did a little uh, one versus one um yeah. version but apparently it's 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 always been uh like a popular bar game but okay. it's just it's just one big ring that's attached to a, a rope and, and the hook is on a, on the wall and you just yeah. sort of take turns swinging trying to get it hooked on so we did that we did best to two um uh, like in and a, in a tournament a bracket. bracket style yeah and uh, it was it was a lot of fun
1: so and, um, uh, and
0: they're very easy to build
1: very easy to build. Yeah. Um, uh yeah so kudos to uh jess for building that um and also i i I guess our roles were reversed this year of where we're drafting moose is drafting at the front (laughs) end i'm drafting 11th um my keepers are Eckler and clyde edwards so i mean moose has won a couple times from the back end i've won my one championship from the first overall pick so i mean i'm interested to see what will happen
0: it's uh, it's it's gonna be exciting. I haven't, uh, I haven't drafted. I don't think ever from the fourth position. I've drafted first. I've drafted 10, 11, 12 a bunch of times.
1: Yeah, um, I've never gotten and, really I in feel, the middle. I feel
0: like, yeah, I feel like one year maybe I was like six or seven, but I definitely I've never
1: been uh, fourth. So it, it's gonna be something new for me. It's gonna be fun. Um, and, and I'm, then uh, we'll, I'm looking forward to it. I'll give a shout out to uh, to Dave or a mention for Dave. Dave got the twelfth spot the final spot in our draft so i'm looking to vulture some of his picks right before and i'm sure he's going to vulture a couple of mine since he has the turnaround pick um but yeah should be exciting i can't wait to actually start drafting
0: yeah anyways so getting get into our uh, pop culture segment i watched uh all of loki today oh um i gotta say yeah, i gotta say it was uh it was very well done but story was a little bit lackluster
1: yeah I would, I would have to agree with you. Uh, a lot of people said it was their favorite of the new Marvel series. It's not mine. I think it's maybe my second. I don't know.
0: It's the only one I've seen of the new stuff. Um, oh, okay. And I just it just felt like it was the same story that's been told so many times. And I don't know if they went with that kind of basic story just to open up the universe a bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but they, at the end they make it very obvious that there's going to be a, a second season. And the way that they do it uh, really opens up the show to have uh, a lot of possibilities. It, it's similar to the strategy that the new Star Trek movies took, where okay. they sort of have like the, ca- <laughs> the Captain Kirk crew in an alternate universe, oh, so, right, right, so that right. you know yeah. they can sort of redo whatever. And it's it's technically not the same Kirk. Yeah. So they they did a strategy like that, and uh, I, I think it. I think season two will will
1: likely be but, a lot better. Wh- did they mention that there would be a second season? Because I'm wor- I'm not worried, but I'm guessing that this might set up for the movies. Oh, like maybe. The con- yeah. Maybe, I but know. I just
0: had that feeling that yeah, you yeah. know. But at the end of it, you were like, oh, okay, we'll be rolling into season two <laughs> with the, this new plot line. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, no. But I, I enjoyed. I, it's a good watch. I enjoyed watching it. I feel like, uh, I guess he's like an anti-hero. If you like antiheroes, he's, uh, yep. he does a good job and there's and, some pretty, uh, pretty funny parts. I didn't, I didn't know Owen Wilson was in it. Oh, he's uh, yeah. I, re- I really enjoyed
1: his character. It was, uh, it was well done. Yeah. Yeah. He it definitely, the role was made for me. He, he played it very well. Yeah. Um, for me, I would just, I, I didn't go see it yet, but apparently the new, um, Suicide Squad movie, uh, is the much better. Suicide Squad.
0: Is it? The, is... yeah, the, the joke is that they're just gonna add the to the start of all the okay. sequels. Because I, I believe the first <laughs> movie was called, is called the... the first movie was called Suicide, suicide squad, squad, and this okay. one's called The Suicide Squad.
1: Okay, <laughs> but apparently it it's much better than the first one, and it's what the first one should have been. Mm-hmm. I was worried that this one would be worse because like, again, there's a lot of characters and you know character development. I was worried that they put too much too many characters in and therefore couldn't develop anyone. But apparently from the friends that have already seen it, they said they were super happy and impressed with it. So I'm going to try and catch it in a theater near me. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Socially distanced. Yeah.
0: What is, uh, what does Dave normally say here? He says something like, see you next time. Oh,
1: Catch you later i don't know i feel like I've heard, I, it. I've heard it so many times i have no idea what he says i don't know i the end of the episode i just i recall more of you and myself interrupting him than what he actually <laughs> says so i mean i just usually tune him out until he says see you next time and then i go oh it's definitely a see my... you next time yeah. so let's do
0: uh we'll just do thanks for oh hey, thanks for listening
1: yeah i'll see we'll you see, we'll see you next time all right are you gonna say it again or oh, was you, that you want to say it again, again? oh yeah, yeah. No,
0: that, that was the real sign up oh, okay but I'll, I'll do it again <laughs> That was like a warm up. Okay. Um, Now
1: I have forgotten what it is. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao.